happened to find ourselves alive during this full of activity. There's things going on all the time. And now that we have greater access to seeing them happen in front of us, it gets confusing and sometimes painful. But in the end, love sets it all free. So that's love. That's the only answer. Welcome to Meet Them Mondays, a show about the wins and losses on the road to success. I'm your host, Cristian Portilla, and tonight I'm in the studio with photographer, model, artist, and entrepreneur, Christine. Welcome. Hello. I'm so happy to have you here. Me. Yes. I feel like I'm meeting a, a friend that I've known for a while. You know what I mean? I do. Do you? Yeah, I told my husband that. I was like, I think she's like a lifelong friend that I knew right away. Yeah. I When I met you, I just felt like that kinship, like that energy. Um, Where were you this weekend? Colorado. It looked beautiful out there. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. What made you go there? My One of my uh, friends from college, she actually lives in Alaska. Okay. And we haven't seen each other in two years since COVID. And so she didn't really want to come to Texas and I didn't really want to go to Alaska. So we just (laughs) met in the middle. (laughs) That's amazing. What area were you in? So we were in Idaho Springs and we went pretty much all through like Lake Summit, Echo Lake, Glenwood, the hot springs, like we kind of just hung around. And you look like you were like in Iceland and like <laughs> Peru and Guatemala and like. <laughs> yeah, literally every direction that you looked, it looked like a different place. It did. It was beautiful. How did you find out about that? I've been wanting to travel lately. So when I mm-hmm. saw that you were there, I was like, oh, how do I get there? Yeah, it's always been my. It's been on my bucket list to do a hot springs. And so when I found Glenwood, we we had a place around there. So Okay. Yeah, it was nice. All right. Great. And I got to mark it off my my bucket list. So oh, that's always such a great thing to do. <laughs> um let's cheers cuz uh cheers is in order. Yeah. Can I cheer Is it bad to cheer with your left? Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I always cheers in Japanese because oh. my stepdad is Japanese and he taught us kumpai. Kumpai? Yeah. Kumpai? Kumpai. Oh, and hit the table? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's delicious. It's like orange Red Bull. Yeah. We need to get sponsored. Mike's our <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> I, I'm good. actually having a drink with you because you mentioned to have a drink. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah, let's hang out. Yeah, let's hang out. Um, so I met you at OK Art and Coffee, mm-hmm. the series. And I fell in love with the series because I'm a community. I'm a hoe for community. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I love people. And, uh, you know, as a new Houstonian, I was like, OK, I need to find out, like, where my tribe is at, where my mm-hmm. people are at. And so uh, going there, it was just an intimate space with a bunch of creatives and OK Art and Coffee giving them a platform mm-hmm. to showcase themselves. Tell me about it. How did that whole idea begin? Oh, that's such a loaded question. Um, so I met the the other co-founder Odie I call him my brother but really he's my partner in crime and he was kind of transitioning out of corporate America he's a banker was a banker and that was about the same time that I was transitioning from working from a very inward place to wanting to community build and spread my wings and kind of help other artists And I went through the whole, I could be a teacher, I could be a mentor, I could give workshops. And I was just like, that just sounds like a lot of energy 
for me as one person and I would really rather all of us help each other and so I met up with Odie and we kind of brainstormed ideas and we came up with just having a safe space for artists to um, you know teach learn bring in their own work it doesn't have to be about money it doesn't have to be about talent or skill it's like even if you just want to bring something in and be like it needs work how do I fix it you know like Like, critique yeah like just somewhere for all of us to go and really feel like family and I realized very early on that we didn't have that in in this city Um, so the more that we talked about it, the more we came up with OK Art and Coffee, which is Odie and Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, O and King. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> and then we pitched it to the tipping point, and they were so generous in letting us, you know, share their space and opening up their doors to us. And so that's where the coffee came in because they're like a retail shop and a coffee shop combined. So it's a really intimate but creative space and it really like all worked out perfectly so you want me to tell you what my favorite part of um the series is please the fact that you guys are with the shits like you guys (laughs) literally go and are honest about like what the fuck it is to be a creative there's no other way that i could put it that's Mm -hmm. cute (laughs) why because one of the things that I loved is that you guys, uh, and I think that every creative that is featured um, has just that sauce where they're just honest and they want to talk about the wins and losses on the road to success, which is mm-hmm. what we do here at Meet Them Mondays. But the truth is, you ha- you guys had a stylist for your last series. Mm-hmm. And I loved her energy, big cap energy. And she was like, I don't leave my house unless it's for money. You know, money. <laughs> And then the audience started getting more comfortable. That's one thing we don't talk about as creatives is money, our rates. And so the audience and people started talking and they were like, guys, we need to share our rates. We need to share rates as writers. We need to share rates as photographers. We need to talk about how much money we're making. Because if one of us is lowballing, people are going to think that it's okay to lowball us. Mm -hmm. And talking about the city and positioning the city and how people have L.A. budgets and New York budgets and then they come to Houston and want to nickel and dime people. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, places that have artist talk series, they don't get into like the nitty gritty of being a creative. Mm -hmm. But you guys do. Yeah. What is it about the space that allows people to be so vulnerable? Do you think it's the people you guys select or... What could it be? Um, I think that especially during the artist talks, we push people to ask questions. And it is kind of our responsibility and the responsibility of the featured artist to give honest and um, intentional and loving answers. And a form of love is honesty, whether you want to hear it or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I I, think that the answer you're looking for is, is that we have a love for our city, for our artists, and with that love comes honesty, and it, it, it just comes out. I yeah. mean, and I think that... I also think Houstonians are very honest people (laughs) and like you guys just you know I think that you guys are just like straight shooters to there you guys are warm but you guys also get to the point at least that's what I feel from the people I've met here you know yeah because we don't want to waste our time exactly like you guys either fuck with people or you don't point Mm -hmm. blank period like y'all don't entertain Mm -hmm. nothing which I think is great when did the series start we started last February of 2020 we did two of them, and then we got shut down for COVID, and then we started back up in November 2020, but it was, like, a limited number of people that could come, and then in January, like, we kind of just started testing the waters, and it was like nothing ever happened. People That's were just coming, so it's nice, and I think now we're worried or working on, I won't say worried because it's not a bad thing. 
but now we're really focusing on the space and how many people come yeah and how we can open up the space more because it gets the word gets is slammed. getting out yeah. yeah it gets packed how do you select who you want your artists and who do you want to feature race culture medium we want all different mediums all different cultures races sexualities bring it all yeah because we really want a very diverse voice coming from our space so um we really are pushing like our next one is a writer um the last one was a stylist the one before that was i think a digital creator so we're just kind of pushing the um the diversity, and that's kind of how we're navigating through it. Can I say that you guys have a special place for female and women creators? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I noticed that from your roster. Yeah. I see the ladies up in yeah. there presenting, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I like this. I like this yeah. a lot. Because yeah. let's be honest, for the most part, um, it's usually the guys, you know, that are out here creating, making these spaces, mm-hmm. owning the spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so to see women back to back being featured, mm-hmm. why do you think that is? Like, are you being intentional about looking for women or is it just we have a city with dope women doing cool things? It's a little bit of both. Um, I'm an avid, like, woman artist like I'm I'm with I'm with my girls and so me and Odie often have talks about that about the ratio um we're in a very male dominated art hub and you know there are 25 male artists to the seven female artist ratio and so I'm always pushing that we need to have more women as featured artists as well as pulling women into the space because you know sometimes we'll have events and it's just guys in there yeah and i'm like no 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 (laughs) we gotta get the girls who who run the world (laughs) (laughs) so i will say that i am at the front of that line like monitoring making sure that it's at least equal yeah you know for the ladies i would say too though and just this is now from like being in the streets and going to events um houston hat maybe it's just me but the spaces right now that i'm seeing and like the scene i guess that we're in Mm -hmm. um there's just a lot of guys in general Mm -hmm. because in miami i would also see a a little bit more mixed but here it's very heavily dominated like even the parties and stuff like that the dj sets yes there's a lot of guys Mm -hmm. um you could sense the brotherhood out here and like the bro code but it's nice to go to a place like okr and coffee and see a very mixed and see a lot of women all right cool so let's talk about you Okay. You are a a visual artist, a photographer, a model, um, a curator. That's how I would describe you. But how I would you that. describe you? Yeah, who are you? Oh man. Who am I? That's who is a- Christy? Uh, I am love. That's what I am. Um I move with love i work with love i wake up every morning for love i am in service of that and so i think for me over the years i've just built my life around serving um and you know giving love to people so you know i do photography client base like weddings maternities graduations family sessions doggies um, dogs yes <laughs> i was like this is what me and fiona need a photo shoot <laughs> this you is actually be- do need that we really do <laughs> yeah so and i just do that you know um with the intention of of just creating memories for them that they may not appreciate now but i know that they will later yeah. And I had to learn that the hard way. Um, what do you mean by that? So my sister passed away 13 years ago today, actually. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I no. did see that on IG. It's, you know, I, I know people say ago. I'm sorry, yeah. but I mean, I'm sorry that it happened and I saw it on IG. Mm-hmm. What kind of surprised me is that you talked about you talked about her in a very present tense voice as if she was still here. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, I wasn't too sure if she was with us or not. And so I thought, okay, maybe you keep her with, she's with you every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why you talk about her the way you do. Yeah. I, um, you know, it, it was a long time ago. It was 13 years ago, which for any human, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. So, the grieving process for me was about 10 years. Like at the 10 year mark was when I was like, okay, like nothing will ever change the way I felt about her or my love for her, but I'm going to start living for myself. And so, but I did learn how to navigate my life with grief on my back. And you were meant, you were tying this these ideas that you have learned to preserve these memories mm-hmm. because you had to through grief. Yeah. Is, when, is that like what photography does for when you? When she passed, I just felt like I didn't have enough photos of her. And I was like, I'll never let this happen again. Like with anybody in my family, they're going to have a ton of photos. And so that's kind of how I started was just taking pictures every day of my family, of my husband, just like it was a daily thing. And then I decided, well, I want to be better at it. So I went to school, got my degree in photography. And then right after graduation, I started my company, Christie Photography. And that's how I kind of just infused what I knew about photography into other people's lives. And I, I do it every day. I love doing it. I know why I'm doing it. So I wake up with a purpose. And, you know, I don't know how other people feel about it, but I know why I'm doing it. I told you that um, when I was looking through your profile, I felt that you love people as much as I do Mm -hmm. and so for you it's you capture them with your eye and your imagination Mm -hmm. and for me it's this platform um there's something very special about being connected and being an empath with people Mm -hmm. I even when I talk to you 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 stir a lot of emotion in me (laughs) honestly really yeah you do um for other reasons that I haven't told you but um, it's it's even the connection of you being a Capricorn and your husband being a Gemini. Mm-hmm. So that hits me in a different space. But um, I just I want to ask you because this happens to me. Do you do you ha- does it happen to you that um, if you're emotionally like in a low place or if you're maybe really high, depending how you are emotionally, it's difficult for you to create because at least for me um when I'm just in a funk or I'm in you know mm-hmm. mercury's in lemonade <laughs> <laughs> yes I get in my feels and I'm just like yeah I'm I can't do much for anybody right now because I'm an emotional creative mm-hmm. so my love tank has to be on full I need to travel I need to feed myself spiritually mm-hmm. so I can function as a creative yes. does that happen to you definitely used to like consume my life like there was a point where I could only create if I was grieving and that was very stressful because the work came out amazing but I was working from a very dark space and and it showed in my work like all of my work was very moody very dark very like just consuming and I got to a point where I realized that that's not what I wanted to be forever yeah like it was a good how did that hit you like how did you overcome that well I realized that I couldn't create when I was happy and that for me was a wake-up call because it was like wait whenever I'm happy I can't my brain shuts off yeah, like you mean I gotta be, I gotta be fucked up yeah. <laughs> for stuff to work. Yes, for me? and it and it became this like 
whoa, like you, like you wake up one day like, oh, I never realized that. And then you start kind of testing the theory and it's legit and you're like, oh my God. Like, so I really started focusing on trying to change that narrative and not necessarily create on spot, which I've also learned how to do, but to create in the happy times as well as the bad times and yeah. not only the bad. Yeah. So, and that took training and practice and just like healing, healing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that I, that I, when I was taking a look at your profile and just taking a look at your work, you capture people in very intimate moments mm -hmm. and very um, tender parts of their lives, mm -hmm. pregnancies, um, you know, proposals, mm -hmm. uh, milestones, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of just put me in that space, I guess, when you're creating with this person, because obviously there has to be a connection between you and that subject mm -hmm. for that chemistry to be had. You mm -hmm. can't just show up and be like, all right, cute, say cheese, you know? Right. How do you end up, you know, putting yourself in that space with these people and, and, and just becoming one. Cause yeah. that's what your, your, um, your images are like, you're just there with them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I really feel, especially if I'm meeting a client for the first time, I feel very vulnerable because in my mind, I'm like, you have to meet them, anticipate what they're going to do. Um, like kind of know them without knowing them and capture them without knowing them. And so for me, I become very vulnerable in that space of just you got to get it right the first time. And I think that they're very vulnerable because they're in front of a camera of someone that they don't know. And they're in a vulnerable space. And I see it a lot in the pregnant women, like they're already uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so with their vulnerability and mine, I just try to tap into that, you know, and really just let them know that it's okay, no matter what, we're mm -hmm. going to make it great. Um, the weather could be bad, things could be, you know, falling off her dress, and it's still going to be okay. And whenever I can kind of feel their energy, I can kind of counter it. Like, if they get nervous, I can reassure them. If they get excited, I can get excited with them. And we just kind of have this, like, groove that we get in. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what's being portrayed in the photos. Um, which, all of that is beautiful, but have you just had one of those people where it was just, like, either it was emotional for you to capture that you kind of had to be like, all right, I need to get it together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, wh who are they? What When does that happen? Or when was the last time oh, it happened? Oh, man, the speeches at weddings get <laughs> me every time. And I will literally be crying behind the lens and be, like, sobbing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just, like, you know, weddings are very emotional anyway. Yeah. Um, man, we've we've had... A have you had of, funerals? Yes. We've had recently, I would say like two weeks ago, we had a father of the groom pass away right after the wedding. Oh, so wow. we captured the whole family, captured the whole day. Everything was beautiful. And the next morning we got the call and it was like, Ugh. And was he in the pictures? He was not in the photos, but it was like just... To go from such a high and feel like we know the couple and we've really grown to love them over the months because we did their engagement session, like we had Zoom calls together. So we really felt connected with them and to feel so much love when we left and then to know the grieving of the following day. I just struggled. I struggled editing the photos. I struggled delivering the photos. Like, Are you an empath? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you give me empath vibes. Yeah, I'm a super feeler. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why your photography is so great when I see it. Thank because you. Because you become a part of these people's lives, you I know? I mean, 
I kind of feel like I have to. Like, you know, how people are perceived through a picture is how they really feel. And if they feel uncomfortable, they're going to look uncomfortable. Yeah. If they feel comfortable, they're going to look comfortable. And I think that, you know, I really have to get them to a place of being comfortable or at least getting to a place of authenticity or honesty with being in front of a camera. Yeah. You know. How comfortable are you feeling now? <laughs> I actually feel fine. Uh, I was like, you want to take another sip of it? <laughs> You're I feel babysitting. okay. <laughs> um, so... I wanna. I want you to tell me about something very memorable. Maybe a, a recent most memorable project you had, um, and the challenges of it. What made it memorable? What was what like made you so proud, or a moment mm-hmm. of reflection to see like how far you've come mm-hmm. in your career? Uh, is it client related or just any relation? Uh, to let's photography? start with. Let's start with any relation, and then we'll get into photography. I think, well, it's still photography, but I was actually the one in front of the camera. Um, When we went, during COVID, we got extremely bored at the house, and we were like, you know what? We're going to hit the road. We're going to drive around Texas, and I'm going to write for 10 weeks straight. And I'm just going to put all my thoughts, my traumas, my joy, everything into my writing. And on that road trip, because we went all through Texas. And by we, me and my husband. husband. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to Bay. Yay, Bay. <laughs> um, so during that road trip, I decided that I wanted to put visuals to my writing. Um, and so we started scouting out places and obviously it was just the two of us. So, you know. I had to be the model <laughs> and and I like that because it was like what I was writing about I got to be her in front of the camera as well as being the writer for the image and for the work so we went around we did uh, several photo shoots and I think that seeing it as a completed piece which now it's in a gallery downtown at the um from houston with love exhibit seeing it up on that wall is like just the proudest moment for me because i think that when you have an idea it's just an idea um but when you can see it to the end which is very rare for us humans especially nowadays with how fast things move um just being able to see it through and see it on that wall and see all of Houston looking at it I think for me has been the proudest moment I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to talk to you about that oh uh about from Houston with love yeah and I will say this till I go blue in the face (laughs) but one of the life hacks of just like the human experience is follow through yes Follow through, follow through, follow through from the mountaintops, follow through. Yes. Because you can just have ideas, dream about them, want to do them. But until you actually put them out into the universe and Mm -hmm. they be, you know, they literally are tangible. They're just ideas. Yeah. And there's no reward. There's no reward. And you're you're keeping your gift from from the world. Mm -hmm. And so from Houston with Love featured you at their exhibit for those of you listening out there it's a very big exhibit that features artists from houston um either locally or those that have moved out and come back or that are living in other states but are from houston and it's a big exhibit curated for and by houstonians Mm -hmm. houston artists and so i remember walking by your images and i had just recently met you and so when i was looking I'm like, one, she's stunning, and she looks so familiar. <laughs> but you, you're you a character. You're not. You're a different woman in, in these images. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, even from your what you were wearing, one of the things that I couldn't help but notice was uh, 
your your boobs they were hanging out <laughs> you were letting them things thing they was thing they was thing and i was like those are beautiful and they sit in real nice <laughs> and uh i love that she doesn't care that whomever sees her knows her knows what her titties look like mm -hmm. and i love that yeah. so much and so How did you get comfortable with being naked in front of the camera? Um, because I, when I was stalking your IG, I've noticed that you've done like other uh, parts of your body that are nude. Mm -hmm. um, but you're very comfortable with exposing your breasts. Mm -hmm. So um, I immediately thought about me and I wondered how would I feel mm -hmm. in a room of creatives that are men? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babe, settle down. <laughs> He over there like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bigger question is how does my husband feel? <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a yes. second. But um, you basically, like, I picture you and, I, and I, I know an intimate part of you. Yeah. And so you're okay with sharing this piece of yourself with the world. Um, just kind of get me in that space because, you know, I take pictures like that, but I don't know if I could ever put them out there yeah. in the world you know and I think that that's what I'm challenging is the female mind I don't think that I'm creating those images for men and I don't think that I'm sexualizing my body in any way yeah. what I'm doing is expressing myself and challenging the the status quo and I love it when women walk up to me and they're like, oh, my God, that's so iconic, but I could never do it. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I feel like I could, yeah. like, expand on that. Like, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts because I used to feel that way. I and why used to did you feel, feel it? Um, because I think that naturally society sexualizes our female bodies yeah. they're constantly telling us what to do with them they're constantly telling us to put them away they're constantly censoring them if you are allowed to see them then they're in sexual places or you have to pay a fee like only fans yeah. so we are never allowed to openly express ourselves and and live in our bodies freely without having all of these walls up and so what I'm doing is I'm very meticulously breaking them down but I'm doing it with the women that are around me and through art and through art you know the reason why I when I saw that I was like wow how does she feel that she's such a boss and works with all of these guys but all these guys knows know mm -hmm. what her breasts look like is because of the perversion or mm -hmm. the pervertedness that I would feel that men would would um look at me you mm -hmm. know that 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 they would you know maybe respect me quote unquote less as the professional that I am as this podcast podcast host as the journalist mm -hmm. that I am because they know what I look like naked and I in my head tell myself They wouldn't take me as seriously if they saw me naked. Yeah. And I got I got in my I I looked at your image and I went on this whole journey. It made me feel a lot of things. <laughs> like, how would I feel? What would I think? You know, you know, uh, you know, one titties for the baby, one titties for you know, one titties cute. How are my nipples looking? Like I was all up in yes. there, you know? It made me question how I felt. Yes. But when I looked at it, I fell in love with it. And Even today, when I was just thinking about you and getting ready for tonight, ooh, mm -hmm. um, I uh, I kept thinking about how um, how not that this matters to you per se, but as a person, I wouldn't lose any respect for you just because I know what your body looks like. Mm -hmm. And then that challenged my idea of, well, why would I think someone would have less respect for me? Right. It's a projection. It's yeah. what is being projected onto us, and we start to believe it. Yeah. And as soon as we decide, actually, that's not true. That's just what someone told me one time. You know, you, you could change your entire life based on what someone has told you. Yeah. And until you decide to go back to that and choose a different path, you're always going to believe it. 
Yeah. What other guys think and what other people think is their problem. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah. I'm living as authentically and honestly as I can, and I'm challenging those mindsets. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it was nice to see breasts in form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were great to see and look at. Um, and they were beautiful. It was beautiful to see because it it was it was a it was artistic. It was it was beautiful. You look so powerful in those images, mm-hmm. and the nudity to a certain extent becomes secondary to the presence mm-hmm. and the woman and the art and how did she jump that high and move her arm this way and how did that dress flow? Where did she buy it? I want to know if I can get it. Was it Fashion Nova? Like, I was, you know what I'm saying? And I love that you're doing all of this because yeah. that is my intention. Yeah. I want every woman who walks up to it to have that mental process. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I didn't ever really take pictures of myself naked and one time um when I started taking pictures of myself naked it became a practice of Mm self-love those pictures are on my phone Mm -hmm. um you know I always wonder what would happen if they get leaked in the cloud Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) or what what could be but I noticed things about my body that made me feel very one beautiful Mm -hmm. and i and it made me look at my body in a different way um and notice you know how my chicho folded here Mm -hmm. and how you know maybe my titty dropped here or my butt was really cute and seeing myself in those pictures naked um made me feel really good in a way that i couldn't really see when i was just dressed and getting cute and going Mm -hmm. out And I started feeling myself and it became, I was like, you know what? I got to start doing this more because it makes me feel sexy and it makes me feel empowered. And they're pictures for me that I don't want to post and share because they're for me, Mm -hmm. but it made me feel good. You know what experience I had that made me have that same realization? Um, After college, I went back to campus as an alumni and the drawing teachers needed a figure model. So I went back to my old school and I let 25 students draw me naked. Like Kuchow and everything? Everything out. And I was on my period. So it was like- How did that work? So, I mean- Were you wearing a tampon or a diva cup? Yeah, I had on a tampon. But it was like the rawest, like, form of me and I felt so grungy up there the first time because I was like (sighs) like they're seeing like my butthole (laughs) you know (laughs) like that's how it feels yeah and we took this break um for me because we have to be up there for four hours in the same position and so you'll start to cramp and you know they just give you time so you can move around And I put my robe on and I started walking around the room and I saw how other students saw saw me. And it was so beautiful. Like my curves, my hips, my hands, like they were honing in on like details of me that I have literally just never seen myself in that way. That's so dope. And it changed Where the can game. I sign up for right. that? Because <laughs> they always need them. Because, you know, women are not just hopping up on stage to let students draw them naked. Yeah. So, Did you get paid for that or was it? There's a small, like, I think it's like $12 an hour. It's nothing major. But okay. I wasn't doing it for that. Yeah. I was just doing it for the experience. Yeah. And because they needed someone who was willing. And <laughs> of course they asked me. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I think that's so beautiful that you have become so comfortable with your body and sharing it um, with the world. Because mm-hmm. I, uh, the, uh, the more time passes, I become and I have become way more comfortable mm-hmm. with the body that I have. Um, and every day I wake up 
God, thank you so much for waking me up today. Thank you for this body. Thank you that I'm abled. Mm -hmm. You know, the other day I used the bathroom and randomly I just held my stomach and I was like, man, thank you for working. Mm -hmm. And my stomach was always a place of like insecurity for me. Yes. And so as time keeps going by, I'm just like, yo, I'm fly as fuck. (laughs) Why why was I so pressed about this? And I kept thinking, oh, I got to get the waist trainer, you know, this and that. And then I'm just like, that's cute, but if I want to, not because mm-hmm. I feel pressured, you exactly. know? And speaking of, like, being empowered women, you have a magazine mm-hmm. um, that you are working on, have been working on. Mm-hmm. You're right now taking submissions for it. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. <laughs> the you. The cover that you posted recently on IG was mm-hmm. so fly. And it's... It's your project to highlight women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to tell me about the Warriors Within Collective. So, I mean, you pretty much just hit the nail on the head. Like, it is for women. It's for them to have a space where they aren't censored or deleted or, you know, they can speak openly about motherhood, cycles, like anything that they go through that we go through as a sisterhood and just create a space for conversation and a space for creativity. Um, So that was kind of the mission with that. And I, I started it with just like Houston artists only. It was like, okay, I know that the women in Houston need something like this because we don't have it. And if we do, where is it at? Where is it? Because yeah. I'm not hearing about it. And I've been in the art world for 13 years, you yeah. know? Like, so I was trying to create something that I needed. And the more that I started talking to other women in Houston, the more that that branched out to other states, then it branched out worldwide. And I was like, oh, this is not just a Houston thing. This is a worldwide thing. And so, yeah, we've got ladies in there from Russia, Ukraine, Japan, like, and we're all just, like, coexisting in this space and just being open and honest. And it's been a blessing, like, for me, but I hope also I can kind of see that it is for them too, so. So what are what are people going to see when they open the pages of the Wars Within Collective magazine? What What are we seeing? What are we reading? Mm-hmm. What What's in there? And uh, who are these women? So anybody can submit, any self-identifying woman can submit. They submit their work and they write about it. Probably like a thousand word, you know, little description uh, clip of, yeah, yeah like what, what they want to talk about and what's important to them. And I've curated the magazine in a way that I think that they all kind of um, highlight each other in a way. And I'm kind of, it's my mission to show them in their best light. And so for me, it's the, the curating of it and making it beautiful and like really representing these women and um, it's been challenging because I'm I'm a photographer first, so making magazines has been a whole new endeavor um but because it's wrapped around art and what what I love and and um just having these new relationships in my life it's so important to me and so I'm just giving it my all and I saw that you recently said that you got picked up by a publisher how did that happen Mm -hmm. because again so in the show we talk about the wins and losses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of hustling and a lot of ups and downs that mm-hmm. takes place behind the scenes before we get to be these creatives that we are now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How did this publisher, how did you find them? How is that relationship? And, and what does one need to do to go about getting a publisher mm-hmm. for a magazine? When I was doing photography, well, I'm still doing photography. I'm not going to talk about it in past tense because it's still very, uh, it's very here in my life still. Um, But when I submit my own work to other magazines, they're using a platform for me to find them. 
So if Vogue is looking for submissions, they use this platform for me to find them and submit my work. So that's how I found them was because I was using it to get my own work published. But then when I started this magazine, I was like, wait, I could get on there. But reading all the reviews, they're like, oh, no, it's so hard to get on there. Like only the major publications like Mob Journal, Vogue. What platform is it? It's called Caviar. Okay. And so you have to go through this like process of getting accepted you have to give them a mission statement which I can read to you I have mine yeah um but I I really sat with myself and was like okay what is the mission of this magazine what do I want them to know about it what do I want the world to know about it and so I just spent days working on it and I submitted it and it got picked up right away how many days It was like three days. Just grinding it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I hit submit and then next day they took it. And I was like, what? (laughs) Game changer. (laughs) So let me read it to you. So we put these in the back of every magazine. The the mission statement. Yeah. The mission statement. So that anybody who picks it up like even if your grandma orders this magazine that you got published in she can see on the back what the mission is of the magazine so instead of reading it to me Mm -hmm. can you just verbalize it to me and tell me what the mission is like the mission and the vision can i just read like yeah okay okay yeah yeah okay We're a structured collective devoted to the examination and study of art and politics from a female perspective, and that by making art, our identities as women play a huge role. We hope that the Warriors Within will stimulate great dialogue and writing, encourage healing, and generate new creative bonds among women. It is a place where diversity can be articulated as we broaden and define the function of art in today's climate. Okay. Yeah. So put the shame aside, put the guilt aside, put your, you know, insecurities aside and give us who you are. Yeah, that was... That was what I... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to get to yes, it, but yeah. I had to get you, started. You, you got you to get warmed up. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. And so we have here, I'm looking at it, um, these women, different women that are, you select them all yourself? They submit, and I mean, I I try not to, you know, filter them out too much. I mean, you have some people who you kind of filter out, but for the most part, I am, I'm just letting them fly. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. This is beautiful. Where are these women from? Like, where, where's the farthest one from? Where's the, I know you mentioned... She's from Canada. Oh. I feel like I know them all. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. So she... There's so much emotion in these images. Yeah. I, I feel like I've really been trying to take the time to get to know them all and, and build a relationship with them. If you're on the IG Live, this is what they look like where can people pick these up go ahead and show that one off so if you go to the warriors within collective.com we um that's where the platform the blog the magazine is available for purchase Mm -hmm. yes yeah and how many volumes do you have out now we have we are working on our fifth one on your fifth one and then when did the first one come out the first one came out in january of this year i started like uh, we got on caviar in February, and I started kind of mocking up the idea August of last year. How amazing does it feel to hold <laughs> this and see it and 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 know that this is yours? Like, I mean, it feels pretty good. You know, now everything is so digital. Even for me, when my stories get printed, yeah, I'm like, Isn't oh, it I need to save this. Oh, it's different. Yeah. Feeling it, you know. Yeah, I try to it. make sure I put myself in in each one. <laughs> this was the image I was talking about, about, okay. about you showing different parts of your body. Yeah. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. I, it's so confident and beautiful and 
It makes other people want to do that too. I'll help you. You can oh. do it too. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so I just before you know, I know this is gonna be a little bit of a downer, but what's up? Um, in Miami recently, there was a partial building collapse. I saw that. So R.A.P. Uh, to all those people, I'm sending love to my mm-hmm. city because that shit has been hard to mm-hmm. watch. And I'm far away from Miami, so it pains me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I've been keeping up with it, I saw that the director of the Red Cross was over there. FEMA was over there. Mm-hmm. And you are a Red Cross mm-hmm. photographer. <laughs> yes. I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah. Tell me about that. How did you even find out that you could be a photographer for the Red Cross? I saw that you needed to do like a certification or a course mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And um, explain that to me. So if this was, hap- you know, what's been happening in Miami, they would send someone like you. Like, how does mm-hmm. that work? How did you find out about it? I originally just signed up just to volunteer. Um, because, do you remember how you heard of that? Um, to be honest, no. Because just, well, you're just very, once, like, you're tapped into photography so much, you find all of these things. When I went to the Red Cross meeting, they asked me what I do for a living. And when okay. I told them I was a photographer, they are like, oh, well, we have a whole digital team. Do you just want to be on that team? And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And we, you know, we live out kind of in the burrs, but he was like, well, we're going to put you on with the Houston team because obviously more stuff happens in Houston. Right. And so you'll have the opportunity to do more things. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just met up with them and started working for them. And it's been great. I mean, it's it's obviously uh, in times of tragedy. Yeah. Which I can relate to and kind of I know how to work through it um so for me it's it's you know it's hard it's difficult but I know again why I'm doing what I'm doing so so how does it work there's a situation that happens they Mm -hmm. call you they email yeah they email yeah they'll send an email and give us a like shifts or a time frame to be ready and then we just sign up for it it is volunteer so um you can pick and choose the the missions that you want to take and so and what have been some of the missions that you've been on already literally only hurricanes here because we haven't had any major i mean knock on wood like i don't want there to be we had that snowstorm did you have to go do that i didn't do that one we were actually stuck so i couldn't help with that one yeah yeah and And so the flood so when you go because I imagine it's the same thing as a reporter being, you know, on live TV reporting in the middle of a hurricane. You're mm-hmm. literally going into these disaster areas. Yes. So what do you like? Is there like a safety, you know, protocol that you need to follow? Like, how do you stay yeah. safe in these situations? Are you shooting literally in the scene from far away? Like, how does that work? It it really depends. Like when when we had the hurricane, we went in after the water had receded. So I was only documenting the damage of it. We talked to some of the homeowners who were there who were just trying to clean up. But for the most part, I mean, we're other than nails and things on the ground. I mean, we're pretty safe. Okay. Um, so I haven't felt like my life was in danger at any point. Okay. Um, okay. So, it's, so anyone that wants to do it can just literally google red cross and sign Mm -hmm. up for this program okay so switching gears i want to actually talk about your husband yay my (laughs) favorite person yeah um so bae wait why are you sipping on that so fast (laughs) yeah he immediately (laughs) picked up his drink (laughs) um i think it's a very beautiful relationship and you you know, you guys document your relationship on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so beautiful to see the, you know, from the oldest pictures to now and um, your partnership. Mm-hmm. And I know that he means so much to you. Carrington means so much to you. Mm-hmm. And he's a big supporter of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to tell me how important it is as a creative to have him in your life creating with you i read something that you wrote that um 
when you need assistance, he's picking up a camera mm-hmm. to help you. Yeah. And whenever you need whatever you need, he's right there with yeah. you in this moment. He's always behind the scenes. Just, yeah. he's back there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, come over here. Say hi to the people yeah. on the IG. Come yeah. say hey. Actually, let's go this chair over. I want I want you to say something on the mic for us. I just want you to have some words. You know, we're gonna do a little impromptu session real quick. Be careful, you. You yeah, we, with the cords and the mics and okay, yeah. keep coming because they yeah. can't see. Yeah, and look, yet. Anig, scoot over a little bit more, Chris. We're gonna okay. we're gonna be a big family real okay. quick. I mean, a big comfy chair. So. Hi, love. <laughs> I <Hey>. missed you. <laughs> A little impromptu. Uh, may you turn the camera a little bit for us so we're all in here? Thank you. Um, how does it feel to have this partner in this lifetime to create with, to exist with, to push you? You're a Gemini. You're my Gemini <laughs> brother. And yeah. she's a Capricorn. So just explain to me what it's been like for you to see her creating and make sure you get real close to the mic. I mean, honestly... Seeing her create has allowed me to be such a different person. You know, there's a lot of different standards that she lives her life by as an artist that I would never even consider just because, like, she's so free and she's taught me and others how to be so vulnerable. And, like, that's a different way of living life and, like, uh, challenging all status quos. Like, we all <laughs> talked about her being naked with them tie ties out. <laughs> I mean, you feeling some type of way? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, we've been in this game for like 13 years together Mm -hmm. now. So, her being naked, honestly, it challenges me because I feel like I have to get to a point where I'm naked just because I have to understand it. And uh, I would say, with her being naked in a room full of men, it allows her to be the most powerful person in the room because there's nothing for her to hide. And, um, the only thing about insecurity is is because it's yourself. So her being insecure has nothing to do with her posting her body the way she did. It's like everyone else is insecure in their own ways. And so there's nothing that she can do that's going to make people feel a certain way about her because the respect's already there. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, me too. I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot real I quick. I know, y'all got me all you feeling did. over here. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's such a beautiful thing because I will say that um, in my past, I had the privilege of having a very supportive partner. And when you are a creative, at least for me, my creative brain, you know, is always going at a thousand. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to have someone that knows you so intimately to guide you and tell you, you know, hey, I think I ran into this person. Maybe this is someone you'd want to shoot. Or, hey, Mm -hmm. for me, I ran into this person. Maybe this is someone you want to interview. Or, hey, I haven't seen you post on the ground. What's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. they hold you accountable. And they know you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's always (laughs) really great at helping me get through a creative process. Like, I may always have an idea or know what I want, but he's very good at, like, getting me there like from this point to this point he always has that bridge that I I just don't always have it you know yeah so I'm I'm always really grateful for that and you're great with your hands thanks (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for hopping on the mic Carrington no problem thank you behind every great woman yeah is a very supportive partner, yes. God willingly. And and I just love you guys' union. So we're we're pretty much done, but I want to know how people can stay in touch with you, how they can follow you, how they can be a part of Warriors Within Collective mm-hmm. magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, give us all the deets. How people can book oh, you yes. and pay you. Okay, so my Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> my personal Instagram is D underscore 22. You can find my website at chrisd-photography.com, and that's where you'll, there's a little contact form on there, so if you want to work with me, you can just fill that out, see my work, just say hi, whatever you want. Um, Our Instagram for OK Art and Coffee is literally that, OK Art and Coffee, and the Warriors Within is thewarriorswithincollective.com, so... 
Thank you so much for being yes, here. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to continue to see your work and how you evolve. Oh, yeah. I've already decided we're best friends, so you're just going to be in my life now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'm done for that. <laughs> and then I get to have some cute pictures of yes, you. Yes, you do. And Fiona. Strip it down, girl. <laughs> oh, you want to see me naked. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Well, I've been working on this body, so let me tell you, it's a sight to see. You know okay. what? We're gonna. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be great. It's gonna be a hot girl summer. It's gonna be a hot girl. Here's some water. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate you both. I really do, and I, I'm so glad, like, to continue to meet awesome, great people in Houston, and yes. you're definitely one of them. So yes, thank I appreciate you, so you. Much. Thank you for sharing your gifts and for creating platforms for for us to get together and be creative. Absolutely, so I'm grateful yeah. for you. Thank you. If you like what you hear, then share an episode with your friends. Remember that you can follow us on social media at Meet the Mondays. I'm your host, Cristian Portilla, on IG at Call Her Christian. Hit us up for sponsorships and please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Peace. Peace.